this podcast from Jubilee Church Derby, a church family looking to make a difference across the city of Derby and beyond. This is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations, and you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Okay, so just a few notices before we start hearing some testimonies from the the summer. Firstly, this Wednesday, our first prayer meeting of the autumn term. So, it is 7.30pm, the YMCA on London Road uh, in Alverston, and we're going to gather to, to pray there. We're going to do things a little bit differently uh, over this term. So there's going to be um, a couple of prayer meetings in Derby and a couple of prayer meetings in Burton. So if you're in Derby, we'd love to invite you on Wednesday to pray in Derby. If you're in Burton, then we'd love to invite you to pray on Wednesday in Derby. And then next month, we'll be in Burton for our church prayer meeting. So if you're in Burton, we'd love to invite you to pray. And if you're in Derby, we'd love to invite you to join us in Burton as we pray there as well. So we're going to split it over two locations uh, this term. And uh, whether you happen to live in Derby or Burton or somewhere else, we would love to invite you to join us on all of those occasions. So this month, September, Wednesday evening, 7.30pm, YMCA in Alverston in Derby. We'd love to see you there. The next Sunday morning, we start our new preaching series. Uh, we're going to be preaching through the book of 1 Corinthians, uh, the letter that Paul writes to the church in Corinth. And uh, we're starting that next Sunday. And uh, as you would expect, we're starting in the book of Acts. Because that's the place to start. So it sets some context and some background, and it gives us an introduction into the letter. And so we start that next Sunday, so don't miss it. It's going to be a great Sunday. It's also Joey's dedication next Sunday, isn't it? Looking at you guys. So baby dedication, new preaching series, it's all happening next Sunday. Don't miss it. And then Saturday, the 24th of September, is... Ladies' Day. There ought to be some music for that, shouldn't there? I think we need. I think we need some music, guys, queued up for next week. Something that goes with that. So it's a jubilee and Christ Central Ladies' Day, Saturday, the twenty-fourth of September, with Ruth Hurd, who's travelling down from Huddersfield to be with us. I say us. I probably mean you, ladies. Uh, so you need to book in online. It includes lunch. Um, have you got tickets as well today, Laura? So Laura, who is standing up now. Okay, you can either get tickets from her today, okay, or you can book in online on the website. But we do need to know numbers because we are ordering food, uh, lunch for you, all you, you ladies. So listen, guys, if you're married, can I encourage you to encourage your wife to be there? And if that means that you need to have the kids, then uh, please arrange to do that and try and serve your spouse well so that I can get there on the 24th. But you do need to book in. So online or with Laura today, Saturday the 24th of September, it's at the Riverside Centre on Pride Park. It's going to be great. Okay, so a bit of a, a, a link then into what I want to do for the rest of our, our time together is to hear some stories and feedback from some of the events we've been at over the summer period. 
Um, but a whole load of you were serving in different ways, particularly at Devoted just this last weekend. Um, some of you were helping coordinate our site, or you were helping uh, on the Family Encounter Zone, or the Prophetic Arts, or something else. So if you were serving in any way, any shape, way, or form at Devoted, can you please stand, and we're going to applaud and thank you now. Go on, John. Julie. Thank you all. I know there are others of you who aren't around this morning, so thank you very much for working hard and helping make it happen. Um, it's a great event, uh, lots of really good things. We went into the event as a team thinking this is going to be the last one, we weren't going to do it again. We felt that we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't be repeating it. And then over the weekend, increasingly felt good speaking to us about maybe a different rhythm or maybe something new to pick up on prophetic word earlier but rather than every year maybe it's something we could do every other year uh, and so we're looking at that as a team at the moment we're in negotiations with the showground seeing if that would work uh, with them particularly um, but our hope and prayer is that that might be uh, a rhythm of doing it every other year and then on alter- the alternate years um, to host a leadership conference um, as, as, a, as a Christ-central team for anybody in leadership. So, you know, whether you might be uh, involved in leading a church or church plant or small group or kids' work, whatever it might be, if you're leading in any area, then it would be an invitation uh, to you. So that's our hope and prayer that what our rhythm might be moving forward. But please pray into that because there are lots of... There's a few hurdles to get over first. And the first one will be booking the site. Uh, but that's our, our hope and prayer. Well, I'll let you know uh, as soon as we hear any more back and once, we've, uh, once we know what was, what's happening. So, some of you lovely people have already said that you've got some things to share and uh, others of you uh, may have uh, as well. So, we have a little bit of time. So, who's going first? Julie. Well, welcome, Julie. I don't know where to begin, really, because I feel God did so many things um, for us as a family, for me as a person, for our grandchildren. But I'm going to just tell you two stories. I'll try not to take too long. (laughs) Um, On the first day when we were setting up and everything, it's a very busy day, putting up tents, helping people and everything, and I did do a lot of lifting of stuff. Now, I have had grumbling sort of carpal tunnel thing going on for some years. Anyway, by the end of the day... My finger, this finger, oh, it was hurting so much. And that night, it really hurt in bed. The next day, I looked at it, and I thought, hmm, that's quite swollen. And I could not make a fist, and I could not stretch it out. And I had a funny blue, bruisey, funny thing there. So I took my rings off my other hand, because I thought, oh, gosh, this is swelling up. Anyway, I was sitting outside the tent, a bit like, oh, this is really hurting. And Graham came over, and he and John prayed for me. And nothing happened immediately. And when I went to bed that night, I was just like, Lord, please don't let this keep me awake because it had done the night before. I got up the next morning. It was not swollen at all. I could make a fist. I could really straighten it out. I have not had any trouble with it since. Now, I know that was God because a swollen finger and that does not heal up overnight. That would have taken days. So I just know that I was healed. So that was wonderful. So I thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> And the other one, I just want to briefly share about how God touched our grandchildren. Um, 
Paul and Vicky, our, our son and daughter-in-law from Stoke, they took their girls into the family encounter zone. And Paul said to me afterwards, who's that really tall guy in your church? Oh, and there's another tall guy. And I'm like, oh, that's Dan and Paul. He said, well, you need to talk to tall Dan and tall Paul and tell them that what they spoke over our girls was just so spot on. And it so fitted what Paul and Vicky are, are praying into their girls' lives at the moment because they know them. But Dan and Paul heard from God and spoke exactly the right thing into their little personalities, their lives. And our grandson, Joey, um, who's four, he was a bit overwhelmed by it all. So he didn't even go to any of his meetings. He just slept through the seminars in the morning. But God so touched him. And he's been using the word obedient a lot since. I feel God's just like giving him a bit of a conviction of sin, really. But he's, he's understanding a bit more about doing the right thing. I'm not saying he'll do it all the time, but you know what I mean. And um, on the way home in the car, Anna said, he said to her, God speaks to me in my head. And she said, that's great. What does he say? And he said, he says he loves me and he loves everybody. And then he finished off with, and even if you're driving your car. So there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Are you pleased so you can make a fist again? Is that is that is that? <laughs> I'm a little bit concerned, I have to say. <laughs> How's you look a little bit bruised around there? <laughs> okay, who's next? Yeah, Beth. I've got two things. Um, first thing, I went to um, prophetic art. Uh, prophetic, yeah, art. And I drew a picture for a lady called Crystal, and that was spot on for her. And she drew me, me a picture. Um, it, it's a picture of an oyster um, with loving Christ. Um, and I'll just read what she's put. Um, before I'm formed, you. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you before you were born. I set your spirit. Um, God wastes nothing. Every agitation, hesitation, frustration causes us to fall on him. Transform us from one degree of glory to another. God is in for the long haul. God sees the end from the beginning. Process, not a quick fix. Give thanks for every weakness and imperfection as it hastens our transformation, gives glory to him and reveals our trust in him. Be kind and patient with yourself as he is with you. He who began a good week will see it to completion. He sees what's hidden and it's excited in anticipation. Um, This is just... Me to a T, I'll, I'll say, with Chloe. Um, a lot of people say, how do you cope with Chloe? How do you do this? How do you do that? Um, I feel that God gave Chloe to me, chose me to look after Chloe. Um, and so that was that. Um, and then I went to the um, parenting class, uh, group, seminar, whatever. And um, we were asked on the first day, just to give the children's names and they gave us a pathetic word for Chloe and for Anthony. And for Chloe, they said, God says there is no 
but in your lives. You don't need to live by buts. You can walk in freedom and live by the and nows that God is opening up for you. I've got a picture of Chloe in a wide open field with her arms spread wide. She's spinning round and round and round with such abdomen because she knows she knows how much that daddy God adores her. And Zachariah, uh, no, what's that say? Zephaniah three seventeen, the Lord your God is within you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. And then last last week, Chloe um, got so much out of it. She um, asked um, David and Ray to pray with her. And she just walks around now saying, I'm going to sing to the Lord. I'm going to dance to the Lord. <laughs> and she even asks to pray with her every night. Um, yeah. That's brilliant. That's great, Thank you. Good stuff. Okay, who's up next? Come on in, Brad. So welcome, Brad. I'm doing everything, yeah. I'm going to sit down because it's going to be a long one. <laughs> um, right, where to start? I could start off with a prophetic picture that I got in Prophetic Arts, which was just so completely accurate. It was absolutely terrifying. This is from a person that had no idea who I was, knew nothing about me. Um, but the picture he gave was just spoke so much into my life and what I was going through at that time. It was just absolutely insane. Um, but that's just a small one. The next one... Um, you might know that I had a motorbike crash the week before um, Devoted. I was in a huge amount of pain um, at Devoted. Um, just even playing with the kids, running around, picking up Kyle. It was just an absolute agony. I was sat in the first morning session um, just in so much pain. I was absolutely sick of it. I was like, God, I want to be healed of this because this is just agony. Um, which was the exact moment then Jeremy Simpson said, right, we're going to pray for some healing. Which was all good. So Mercy came across, um, prayed for me for healing, and that instant second all the pain went um, I went and just picked up Lydia threw her around it's like I'm absolutely fine I can move do everything um, gave it a full on test so well at the gym kind of lifted up loads of weights um, absolutely no pain at all whatsoever um, so the pain had completely gone <laughs> um, the next one's a long one so bear with me you're going to like this one um, started about 10 months ago um, when John came across and gave me a word into um, preparing myself for leadership. Um, when he first gave it, I thought he was absolutely mental. <laughs> I was kind of sitting going, God, all right, you know, he's got it wrong, fine. But, you know, he stepped out. It's okay. We'll let him off. We'll let him off. He can't always get it right, you know. Um, so I kind of dismissed to begin with um, until a few weeks later where he came across again. It's like, Brad, I feel like God's reminded me to tell you this again. It's like, all right, John, okay, you got it wrong the last time, but fine, I'll let you have this one again. Um, but kind of prayed into it a little bit. I was kind of like, you know what, me? I'm not, I'm not leadership material. What are you talking about? Forget that. Completely dismissed it and tr- like tried to run away from it. Um, I spent probably the next month or two really struggling with God, um, really struggling in my relationship with God. wasn't in a kind of very good place spiritually. Until um, we went to the Youth Leaders Weekend away. Um, some of you might remember when I came back from that, kind of really fired up. Um, God kind of really spoke to me in that 
um, the weekend. Um, gave me uh, the story of kind of Jonah um, running away from what God called him to do, um, and just suffering as a result of that. But then obviously going on to, to kind of do that. Um, so that kind of really spoke to me, um, and I kind of really felt that right, okay, this is definitely what I need to do now. I need to go forward with this and start looking at it. Um, which is when John kind of had a meeting with him about it and said, look, you know, you gave this word, sort it out. What are you going to do about it? Um, handed me across um, a brochure for Christ Central School Leadership. Uh, so I was like, right, yes. I started to pray into it. And I was like, yes, this is it. This is what I'm doing. I can fit this around my work schedule. This is going to be perfect. Um, so about five months ago, I went into work, um, discussed the possibility of taking time to train for this and, and go, you know, go out and actually do the course. Um, and it was an absolute resounding no. It was a 100%. This is impossible. We cannot give you the time to do this. Um, so obviously I was gutted, really gutted. Um, spent a good kind of week or two like, God, what are you on about? This is, this is, you know, you called me to do this. Why are you now closing this door on me? Um, which is when I had another prophetic art session. Um, and someone drew a picture of God's plan and said, God has a plan for your life just because you've not, just because it's not worked out how you wanted it to doesn't mean that plan's not there um which that was encouraging for me so i kind of said all right okay god it's going to happen you'll make it happen um i kind of just left it at that really um until devoted <laughs> um every time i saw on the screen this christ central school leadership advertised i was gutted um it kind of really hurt to see that every time it came up um but i just kept praying into it and praying into it and praying into it um and eventually about two minutes before um, I was about to get on stage to share the um, testimony of the prophetic art that I was given. Um, Yeah, thank you for that one, by the way. Two and a half thousand people. (laughs) Um, Just before that, they kind of gave a a little speech on school leadership. And it was in that moment that I just had God speak to me so clearly about what I needed to do. Um, To go into work, offer to use my annual leave mixed with unpaid leave, um, and that's going to get me in. So I was like, right, okay. I'll do it. Went in on Wednesday to work um, after you spoke to me on that. Offered to say, look, I'm going to use my annual leave as much as possible. I'm going to take this as unpaid leave. You know, will you let me do it? And the answer was no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was it. No, it wasn't it. <laughs> they said no. Um, they turned around and said, no, you know, you're not doing this at all. What you're going to do is take it fully paid without using any annual leave at all whatsoever. Um, <laughs> and I now start on Thursday. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Brad sent me a, a message in the week, and I was only looking at my phone very briefly. And I, I, he sort of teased me slightly because I, I knew he was going to ask the question at work. And the first message he sent me was that they said no. Oh, no. And then a little bit later, I get the second message saying, I said no to that, but. <laughs> They've said yes to it. It's great. Really, really good. So is it this week you start? I've got to do a reference before Thursday. We could do it now. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Should we just get it up on screen? We could, we could, we could just fill it in now. We should do that. Brilliant. That's so good. So good. Okay. Um, Paul, are you next? Or Laura? Who's come, who's come next? If there's anybody else, then you can come down the front as Paul's talking. Guys, some of you, others might have something else if you want to bring it. Right. Um, yeah, it was our first time at uh, Devoted this year. Um, 
as a, as a family or as anybody, never been before, so um, didn't really know what to expect. Uh, apart from the amazing times of, of worship, um, we were mainly uh, doing two things. So we were, the live zone we went to was life in the spirit, and then in the afternoons we were serving in the family encounter zone um, with the guys from, loads of us from Jubilee, and you know, just to say, they probably won't want to stand up and come up the front, but we had so many kids from our rooted um, serving in that family encounter zone, and they did so well. Um, you know, they weren't there with the mums and dads. They were they were there serving because they wanted to, uh, and they're just amazing. They're just awesome. So uh, they did really well as well. That was just an encouragement, just seeing that. Um, and yeah, the the first we set up on the Friday, um, and then the first it was running Saturday and Sunday, and Saturday was a bit of a challenging day for us as a as a family. Um, just uh, yeah. One of the kids didn't sleep that well the night before. We weren't even camping, <laughs> which is really <laughs> seems even worse. But yeah, one of the kids didn't sleep very well and um, was just causing us a bit of uh, issues. Um, so it was a bit stressful. When we went into this family encounter zone, um, and it was initially it was just me down to, to help and serve, and Nats was in there with, with the girls just because, you know, well, like I said, one of them was uh, causing a few issues. So um, she was in there and she kind of got roped into to serving as well and um, you know it was just an amazing time and, and it's a shame Isabel's not here today but um, she she stayed in she wanted to kind of go off I think and she, we gave her a bit of freedom on Friday and she was off with um, a few of the other girls from, from church and running around and she liked that but uh, Natalie said no you know stay in um, it'll be good this is a family thing and you know Jessica was in there as well so uh, Isabel stayed in and we we were on one of the stations and Isabel was going round trying trying them out basically, and um, I think she got to to the uh, Book of Life um, station and um, it was explained. I was I wasn't there. It was explained to her that you know this is a Book of Life and you can write your name in it. And that was the idea of the station, or you could write people's names in that maybe you were praying for. And um, it. it spoke to Isabel and was explaining, you know, when you give your life, then you, your, your name is written in, into the book of life. And Isabel's never done that. And um, she decided there and then that she wanted to, to give her life um, to Jesus so she could put her name in this book of life. So I was um, called across um, and, and we went and prayed with Isabel as a family. And, and you know, she, she committed her life there and then. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, a bit cool. Um, on, on the next day, on the Sunday in the family encounter zone, me and Dan were just on, on the bubble and we had so much fun um, just praying for so many people. Um, and don't know about Dan, but I was kind of like a bit exhausted after it because I was just praying out so much. Um, but it was, it was so much fun just to um, to get the kids on and do the bubble and then just pray and prophesy over them and, um, and then get the adults on as well and, you know, once, once we kind of got going, it was just a steady stream and a queue, and people did you know, just get so much out of it. And you know, I think serving in that family encounter zone was um, it was a commitment. But as much as we gave out, I think everyone in there got so much back, um, just to give out to these guys and pray over these guys and be with them and just see people as families and hear the feedback as well that come back that you know what you prayed was so good, um, and that's just really encouraging for us all. Um, so that was the family encounter zone, which was amazing. Also, uh, the life in the spirit uh, life zone was was just so good. Um, I think 
I personally learned so much. I think um, me and Natalie got a lot out of that as well as a, as a couple. I think everybody there, it, it kind of growed, or grew, sorry, growed, <laughs> uh, day on day. We had we had to move venues, and then we had to put more chairs out. So it was it was an amazing um, seminar to be in, and just just to um, really hear from the guys at Horsham that were lead it, leading it, uh, just that we can step out and try things, and um, you know it doesn't matter if if we get them wrong or if, or if they're spot on because we're still we're still who we are. We're still a son or daughter of God, and we're still loved. Um, so you know, God definitely spoke to me through that, and I've already started hearing from Him. I've got stuff um, that I'm going to step out in and try, and um, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. And if and if people, if it's for someone, then it's great. And if it's not, then yeah, I've got that one wrong, but I'll just try again. So um, so that was just really an amazing time, really encouraging uh, to hear from those and, and see actually see uh, people how they do it and hear stories of when they've stepped out and got stuff wrong. And, you know, know that it doesn't matter. So, yeah, it was just really good and encouraging. Great, thanks, Paul. In the family encounter zone that Jonathan and Sandra were helping to organise and the, the guys from Horsham were, were leading on, I mean, I've got five pages of testimonies from that here that Trevor sent me. Of, you know, at least three people became Christians. Um, and then there's just you know I, you can have a look if you want to. But I've got I've got five pages that literally they I think they got uh, was it a feedback wall they got people to put stuff on and so we got feedback immediately from from kids and from families and uh, and they've typed it up here yeah, five pages of the stuff just of, of God doing things which is wonderful isn't it and I'm just so thrilled that many of you and some of our young people were involved in leading that. And I, I kept getting stopped by some of the Horsham team saying, wow, your young people are amazing. You know, they've been helping at this and doing that station and, and, and the other. And it's great to hear. <laughs> it's so good to hear. So uh, those of you who are parents, uh, had some kids in that age helping. Well done. It was, it was great. Um, okay. Laura? Hi. Um this isn't strictly just about devoted, sorry. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to give testimony to how God fulfills his promises to us and, um, and the dreams he gives us, how he brings them to fruition. About nine years ago, God really laid on Chris and my heart about fostering. And I'm on the clock. <laughs> and there was just no way. Our house was too small. We had a baby and Joel. Um, and we're just like, God, it's just not the right time. But he, he just kept this on our heart. And we just kind of held it for years and years. And we were praying about moving house. And we, God gave us a bigger house. And, um, but then Chris got ill. And we're going, God, you know, what are you saying in all of this? You know, we, we were journeying. We we're holding this promise. And, it, and we just don't seem to be getting anywhere. Um, and then when we went to Devoted, well, I went to Devoted. Chris doesn't believe in camping. Um, <laughs> last year, um, we, we were really praying about it again, and um, I really felt God was saying that now is the right time. And we went to, I went to the family live stream, and there was a talk by Chris Kandaya, who leads Home for Good. And I just, God just spoke to me really powerfully that no, now is the time. Um, so we started a journey with Staffordshire Social Services, um, which I have to say, God's been in from day one. We've had the most amazing experience of social services. Um, 
Staffordshire are amazing. I work for them. Sorry, Derby. Um, and, but then we got approved. We went through the process. No problem. And then nothing. And, I'm going, and I was desperate to give up work. And I'm going, God, what are you saying? Because we had just had nothing. We just kept getting saying, no, no, there's no child. There's no child. Um, and just a few days before we went to devoted this year, I had a phone call to say that we'd been matched to a child but there were legal complications and they didn't know if they were going to be able to get this child into care. So all over the weekend, I spoke to Sarah, we were praying. Um, and then on Wednesday, the case went to court and on Wednesday night, we got a six-year-old girl. Praise God. That's good. Well done, Laura. It's, it's so good that, you know, we've got I do, I do feel that we as a church have got something about this adoption and fostering. Yeah, I know it's something that is, is close to us personally, but you guys as well. And it is something that's been spoken over us as a church, and increasingly I feel it's an open door for us. And there may be others of you that you know are feeling stirred about about that. I want to sort of press some doors and push some doors, and I'll encourage you to. It. So I do feel it's something that God has got for us. Dave, will you? Um, Wonder down, come on. Uh, this isn't directly to do with devoted either. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I was just thinking, um, do you remember when Terry Virgo came here last? Anybody else remember, apart from Graham? Well, he he prayed for my back. Uh, he was actually doing things with people's legs, you know, um, where where they weren't quite aligned or whatever. And it's it's just recently occurred to me, I I couldn't stand for all the time that we worship here because my back would ache. But I that hasn't happened for. I can't remember how long now, ages and ages. And uh, going back some months, I came forward here for prayer for my knee because it quite often pained me. And it's just occurred to me, isn't it strange how the Lord does things and, you know, over time it sort of comes back to, well, I can't remember the last time my knee gave me pain. And uh, you will remember that a few weeks ago I gave a testimony with regard to the peace of God uh, because I was to have a biopsy on my prostate because the hospital thought there might be something nasty going on. Well, I want to say thank you to everyone who may have prayed for me. I know people did pray for me because they've told me, but I just want to praise the Lord that there is nothing wrong and that the peace of God that he gave me was quite in line with what was really going on. Amen. Excellent. That's so good. So good. Is that it? I know just chatting to... to to others of you, I, Joan, Steve, are at Faith Campus and good things happening there. God's clearly been at work over the summer. He does not go on vacation, it seems. It's good, isn't it? So perhaps, are you another one? You're being pushed. Okay, come on in.
And perhaps um, the, once you've shared this, the band can come back up. We're going to worship as we finish. This might be a slightly long one as well. Um, so this has got a lot to do with New Day and Devoted, but it started when I was eight. And I got my first prophetic word that I was going to go to Africa and open up orphanages. And for an eight-year-old, that's quite a lot. Um, it's kind of built up over the years. Um, but this summer, it's really, really kicked in. Um, I spent New Day doing um, outreach boot camp. So I spent, a lo- I spent a lot of time learning how to evangelize and going out into the streets and talking to people and um, spreading the gospel and showing God's love. Um, but the first day that we went out, uh, T, who I was with, turned around to me and went, God says it starts here. Um, and I was just like, it, it was absolutely incredible. It's opened up my eyes so much. But um, I got hit with a spirit a couple of nights, um, which Brad's never going to let me forget. Um, but I had a couple of words um, about, one of them was about me being a seed, like a flower seed, that God is now taking the time to grow. And it's the third prophetic word I've had about me being a flower. One of them was last time, I can't remember who it was, came, but I was stood at the back and he said, like a flower, when you go, you're going to uproot others. Um, and then, yeah, so I had that one. I was, Brad also gave me one from God about me being a sharpened arrow that God is going to send, and he's going to give me more specifics than just Africa. Um, so um, because Brad gave me that, we were talking about it at Devoted, and he said, like, oh, where do you think you're going? Um, and I've had a word about going to the northeast, and I was like, I don't know what's in the northeast, though. So we Google mapped it. And it's countries like Libya and Egypt and Sudan. And as I flood down like a river, it goes down through places like the Democratic Republic of Congo. Um, so pretty much some of the most dangerous places you can go. And Brad said, why do you want to go there? And I said, well, that's where God needs me. Um, so like, I've, I've been praying about it and doing some more stuff. Um, and there was, a, there was a prophetic word in one Sunday morning a few weeks ago about God says um, you've been waiting for a, a chapter and a verse but he's saying go so I'm in the process of applying for a gap year where I can spend six months serving in Africa um, and it is it is the start of the next part of my life because I got a the last prophetic word that I got I devoted was me walking down um, a long road with a sun at the end of it and the sun is something that I've been heading for my whole life something that I'm excited about um, but I'm God's, God says I'm not walking alone I'm never going to walk alone again but the sun that I'm walking towards is coming closer and closer it's, it's coming soon um, so yeah I just, I just wanted to share that because it's going to be the next sort of few years of my life I'm going to try and get out of there as much as possible but God's plan on, has been on my life and I've known parts of his plan since I was eight years old which is nine years now um, and it's just it's incredible to think like how intimately he knows us, how he knows all that I've gone through and all that I've thought about, like overthinking my GCSEs, like what do I take, what's going to help me? But then a lesson that I learned at New Day um, is I just need to trust God. He's got everything sorted. If I take that step in faith, God's going to guide me the rest of the way. Um, yeah. Wonderful, isn't it? I think a good thing to do will be to worship to finish with. Let me just say this. We've heard a lot about prophetic art and pictures and prophetic words this morning. 
And it's great to hear God speaking in that way now. But listen, actually he speaks through his word, the written word. And that's why it's so important that generally speaking, this is an unusual morning for us. Generally speaking, we're opening up God's word saying, what is he saying to us from scripture? That's what we're doing next week. We'll start our our new series. But actually all these prophetic words, whether it be art or words or pictures, you know, they need to be weighed and tested. And does it line up with scripture? Does it line up with what God said before? You know, you speak to others about it. Just because somebody brings you a picture or a word doesn't trump everything else. Actually, when we talk about weighing prophetic words or pictures, that's how we do it. Does it, does it line up with what the Bible says? Is it, you know, is it what God's been speaking to me about? Do the trusted friends think, yeah, God's in this as well? So we've heard snapshots this morning. But I know that actually behind all those are a process of, oh yeah, God's been speaking over a period of time, or yes, it checks out with scripture, or yes, it, it's what God's saying to me. So we've heard this, we've heard a little bit, but I just want to put it in context of, of how you receive some of those things. We make sure we do that, do that well. Let's stand together, shall we?